Three, two, one. Welcome, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Uh, we are right now in our members only, and welcome here, everybody who is a member. Uh, today, we have the one and only right here in VIP members only, all access, Jackie the Jokeman, Martlin. Um, you may remember uh, Jackie from being famous for the head writer of the Howard Stern Show for 15 years. Well, now Jackie the Jokeman is back. He has a new documentary, and you can find that documentary streaming right now on all platforms. It came out July 18th, which was uh, two days ago. You can stream it now on Apple TV, Amazon Prime Video, Google Play, Fandango, and uh, links will be in our description down below. And Jackie's also on Cameo. Um, but we're going to talk to the Jokeman. But in the meantime... This is Coffee Talk. You're beautiful. And it all starts now. Don't touch that dial. It's Coffee Talk with the Tika. Nothing rhymes with that but chicken Tika. We name drop here. With and all of his friends. For years, we all thought Howard was one of the quickest comics ever. And then you find out that's Jackie Martling. It was amazing to watch him. He was two steps ahead of everybody. Joke, boom. Joke, boom. When that cast of the Howard Stern show was in its prime, you couldn't stop. They were the best thing in entertainment. I think that works. <laughs> oh my God, that, that just that. You guys could all see it right now. It came out July 18th, but do me a favor. Stream it now on all platforms like Apple TV, Amazon, Prime, uh, Google Play, Fandango, Fandango, Fandango. And Jackie is also on Cameo. I'm going to put links in our description. Also above Jackie's head. After this, you'll see something pop up. It's going to take you to Jackie's world and click on it because Jackie has been in my life forever. I grew up with you. I, I, it's like you helped me through a lot of stuff. Don't. Don't scare me. I'm scaring you, but I have a mutual friend, and we were Don't talking about... Don't scare me. Don't I'm, blame me. Don't I'm, go it's because of you I got 101 kids. Now, listen, Jackie. I'm going <laughs> to... <laughs> gonna say something. a mutual you friend. You missed you missed the week on contraception. Huh? <laughs> My second removed cousin is was on the same show you were on, Red Fox Dirty Jokes. Then he gave me a little tidbit knowledge about another guest that was on it, kind of connected to Lenny Bruce. I was like, really? I was all fascinated with this. No, this is not Bob Schimmel, or this is this is uh, this is Lenny Bruce's girlfriend. Well, Lenny, he he told me about Lenny Bruce's girlfriend, and I was like, really? She was with his his last girlfriend before he passed away. She has a very weird name, and she was really nice and really fun. So, who the who are you related? Well, it was it, it was he was talking about Lotus Weinstock. Lotus Weinstock. So I know you're not related to Ronaldo Ray or Dice. So you must be related. Wait to a Bob, second. Bob, the Bob last Schimmel? name you just said, Dice. Dice. Andrew Dice Clay. Dice swears that that video was what launched him. And he's always told me that. He's oh, he has said everything but great stuff about you. That's very nice. And, you know, me and him go way back, you know, like 1980, you know, the East Side Comedy Club. We go way, way, way back. You know, he's always, we've always got along really great. You know, we had a couple of <clears throat> little radio battles on the Stern Show. So people thought we were 
you know, enemies or something. We all know that that's such such horse crap. Andrew, no, 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 you're talking to me. Oh, you're, okay. both, you're, you're both making points, but you're yelling over each other. Jackie Dice gave you an opportunity to say yeah, one thing. Yeah, but he thing. didn't say nothing. Well, I let him, him say one thing, time. and then you respond to it. I said everything I had to say. All right, yeah, so we're... And we've always gotten along really great, so give him a hug. I, I saw how long ago, you know, I'm at that age where I don't know if it was six months ago or three years ago, but I ran into him at the Carnegie Deli. And that's probably been closed for four years, so who knows? I'm a musician. You're, you're a musician, and he has a small connection. Your producer who produced your documentary, he produced a, a documentary of a guy I used to play with. I used to play with Dee Dee Ramone. I played bass for him. Ronnie Thomas? Ronnie Thomas did a documentary called Hey, Hey, Is Dee Dee Home? He's, he's, Ronnie is the greatest guy in the world. And uh, <clears throat> I didn't know Dee Dee. I, I only knew, um, what's his name? Uh, Joey. And Joey. He, he, you didn't really know him because he was in on Pluto. But he was a very nice guy, and I did a couple autograph signing shows with uh, with Marky Ramon. Oh, Marky! And I, I've never gotten it straight. Who's a Ramon? Who's not? For all I know, you're a goddamn Ramon. Nobody's you know? a Ramon. There's only there was only you know nobody's a Ramon. You had a Jew, you had a German. It's like a bad joke, you know. No, no, I. <laughs> <laughs> they went to a bar and played music. You know, I know it's great. It's great. <laughs> but I'm I'm actually very excited. And you know what? Your documentary made me love you more. Guy says to his wife, "Are you faking it last night?" She's now is really asleep. <laughs> I'm, I'm thrilled uh, that you watched it. We it came. It uh, I I don't know if the proper expression is it came out. It dropped. It posted. But it became available to the world per se on Tuesday. And by last night, today's Thursday, last night, Wednesday night, we were number four in iTunes, but number four documentary. So I tell people, I don't know if there's a thousand iTunes documentary or there's exactly four and we're number four. Although, you know what? We were number six and then we jumped. We actually <clears throat> leapfrogged over Yogi Berra. There's a what? great there's a great documentary called It Ain't Over about Yogi Berra, which is a tearjerk. It's just so good. And just seeing my myself next to a, a documentary on me next to Yogi Berra, like, you know, that's all the reward I need. I can die now, you know. Fantastic. <laughs> great, that great is fantastic. That is fantastic. You topped over to the king of Yoohoo over there. <laughs> it's me he for Yoohoo. <laughs> but you know what in the documentary and it's true they quote you know your that radio team when you came out with the stern gang it was the beatles of radio there was nothing like it you felt like it was your friends hanging with you on the radio when i first said that i called us the beatles of radio i got berated and they beat me up and made fun of me and then the world picked up on it and all of a sudden no, that wasn't Jackie that said that. That's he's crazy. He thinks he said everything. But Joke man, uh, he's late and he walks in angry at us. Adding, yeah, who's angry? Uh, that's all the time. It's your show. I don't care about uh, your show. Farting around, you jerk. No, you're not. You're angry. But a lot of things, you know, there's a lot of things I said first. Oh yeah, he made that up. Yeah, you know, a great story. <clears throat> we used to do a, a bit on WNBC when I first got on there. How it said, you know, we need something for you to do. And we started playing Stump the Comedians. But when you take phone calls from, from the audience, they're all idiots. Everything was either way too racist or way too filthy. They know. So Howard's like, Fred, go go in the other room and you call in and we'll give you jokes. And that way we can make them, you know, 
almost too dirty for the radio. So I'd give Fred a bunch of jokes and he'd call in. And around the same time, I was working in Florida with this really, really funny guy, Kelly Rogers. And on Sunday nights, <clears throat> we all used to do each other's acts just to be stupid or just completely fool around because the manager took the night off. So we were, you know, the kids took over the candy store. And uh, Kelly used to used to do a comic. It's funny because it probably approximated my act, but he was a, a, a Catskill comic called Shecky Flemstein. Okay. So Fred starts calling the show. And uh, in this voice that you could not tell if it was a man or a woman, it sounded like an old Jewish woman or it sounded like, an, you, you, hello, Howie, you know, it was so funny. And after a couple of weeks, uh, somebody said, uh, who is that? And I said, oh, that's Mrs. Flemstein who keeps calling in. That's Mrs. Flemstein. And then a couple of weeks after that or a month after that, somebody says, where do we get that name for Fred's caller, Mrs. Flemstein? And I said, I came up with that. And they all like, yeah, yeah, right. You came <laughs> up with that. So meanwhile, Kelly Rogers is all pissed off at me because I took his name because Flemstein is the most funny Jewish name I've ever heard. <laughs> so I got pe Kelly pissed off at me for stealing it and then pissed off at me for claiming that I put it in the show. <laughs> I had a, I was getting eaten. It was like the... the the toads start eating my head and eating my toes. They're going to meet in the middle, you know. <laughs> great one. Yeah. Great one. Great, great one. So, so you became that guy where people wanted to go, let's go get Jackie. He's the guy who the hate and the dislike. He was the character to go after. You know, what? I was sitting there one day a week for three years, and I started just passing ideas and and lines to Howard and he got to really like it because he'd say something funny and say something funny so then we went to mornings I was on two days a week and then I went to five days a week pretty quickly because truth be told he was a lot funnier when I was passing him notes <clears throat> but it, it was just two minds working like if you're driving you have to drive the car you can't read the map but I, if I'm not driving, I can read the map. So there's two different functions. <clears throat> so we were just absolutely killing. And uh, But I, I got my balls broke, and I smoked a lot of pot and worked a lot of gigs and drank a lot, and I had this crazy laugh. So all the little character that I was was almost enough to justify me being in the studio. So people had no idea. <clears throat> I was contributing a massive amount to the humor on the show. But so many people thought I was just a jerk that sat there. I was a target. And when they needed somebody to pick on, they'd throw something at me, which was <laughs> fine with me. I didn't care. It worked for the show. you know? Yeah. yeah. And then people meet you and they go, wait, wait a minute. You're funny? <laughs> <laughs> You know, you what you would hear, you would hear these laughter in the back, back, because back then we didn't have internet, you didn't have YouTube, none of this. So a guy like me at this time, I God, God I was listen, yeah, I was like taking the train. I was even going. This is now you guys were big because I was working at Circus Magazine as an errand boy, but before huh. before that, even before that, you'd hear like the app, the Snapple, like you guys would do the Snapple commercials and you do them so great. It was better than the product, you know, or <laughs> E. Vincent, the luggage, E. Vincent. I, I tell people <clears throat> that you have to really go back because some people go back. For, 
Like one guy told me, you know what? I liked it before the Baba Booey thing because you guys got so creative breaking Gary's balls. And once it became Baba Booey, there was no work. You just said Baba Booey and there was the joke. It used to be Gary's ass, Gary's teeth, blah, blah, blah. And the people that remember, <clears throat> uh, what's the name? The, the uh, Roselli movers with the Mrs. Roselli carrying <laughs> all the furniture on her back and, and, and PC Richards. And I came up with a different set of initials every, you know, every time we did it and Jan and Craig's window factory and Snapple and Nutrisystem. Howard put those products on the map. I mean, yeah. took them from, you know, it was the first time there was ever a Nutrisystem or Roselli movers. And, and what's Snapple? We go on and on. And the commercials would be Snapple and the commercials would be a couple minutes long because they were so funny. They were like bits, you know, <clears throat> those are those great. And then we started getting car sponsors and then how, how, funny can you be about a car sponsor and all of a sudden there's three car sponsors like hey how come my ad wasn't as long as his and that's when he said all right I better just stick to the copy because nope you know you make one person unhappy you're screwed you know of so. course of, of course but the, the skits were part of the show they were better yeah, actually they were better than having a guest on oh uh, it was you know oh jesus miss roselli in the rain carried and the, <laughs> the furniture stuck to the hair on her back Oh, that was so wrong. So wonderful. Oh, God. Was a lot of it spontaneous? Like, like how? I don't, I don't think, I don't think I ever wrote any of that stuff in advance because we never knew exactly what sponsors were going to be. And it was so much funnier when you just rattled it off. Uh, But some of them were so involved. I think maybe if I knew Roselli Movers was coming up, I would do something really quick like uh, the break before or something that's a good question i don't remember like i gotta go i got people interested in buy i have all my old notes from the show every note i ever wrote and it'd be interesting to go back and find those because a couple of those roselli you know the scripts and then howard would add lib on them and how and fred would go wild and that was some you know a lot of people said what you said that the sponsors are funnier than the programming you know, <laughs> absolutely. You guys were like the colors. You like put it all together really well. I took a clip of here because I'm, you know, we're in a new world now and people back when me growing up and, uh, you know, and watching, listening to you guys, not even watching before E, before that stuff, listening to you guys when, before when Bon Jovi was trying to make it famous even and come on. Right, 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 right. I mean, that's how long I go, I go back. I probably, nobody's going to even know what the hell I'm talking about. There was a channel U68, 1985, stay alive. <laughs> Don't drink and drive. Stay alive in 85. Bon Jovi would come on, but that was. The, stay tuned. Stay tuned for Uncle Floyd. That was Uncle, Uncle Floyd. Uncle, the best, the best stuff. That's like this show. I'm like a Joe Franklin type show. You don't know what you're going to get. Or even you said, I said one good question. That's probably the last good question I have, but here's a glimpse of what I'm talking about. I took from I YouTube. Loved, I loved Joe Franklin. He was a dear the, friend. The best. Which is funny because that's what he'd say. He's a dear friend. And Joe and Joe, uh, Joe Franklin and Joey Reynolds, all those old school long form. Oh, and I've met so many crazy, wonderful, wacky people through both of them. And like you said, it was like the old Dean Martin show. You don't know who's going to come through the door. You know, all of a sudden there's Gene Cornish, my, my high school idol, Gene Cornish, the guitar player of the Rascals. And we're sitting there breaking balls. And I'm like, wow, pinch me, you know. That's why I like doing interviews like this, where it's a conversation, because I got the notes here, but I can't read it all. I need a Jackie like you to, to stick it over me. And it's too hard. And 
and I and, and I'm like, look, and I go, a guy like you has been interviewed with all these podcasts. How do you take an interview like this and make it unique and original? It comes from the heart. And from my heart, I, I adore you and love you. You brought a lot of joy to me. And I got to thank you for that. I appreciate that. You're embarrassing me. But, you know, I just I just shoot from the hip and if it make if everything makes makes you think of something else. And uh, I don't say, well, I better not say that. I said that yesterday. But if something, you know, spurs me on to something. But I've had so many people say, you know, they ask you questions about the Stern show or about when you left. And, and I say to myself, you know, that's the same crap you said 20 years ago. I said, because I tell the truth. Of course, it's the same thing I said 20 years ago. Jesus Christ. You know, Mark Twain said, if you tell the truth, you don't have to remember anything. You don't it's really have to true. remember. That's true. No. Because if you tell the truth, it's always going to be the same story. Instead it, of, Jesus, what did I tell you? Oh, what did I tell her? Oh, what did I say? Oh, what did I tell her? You know. For people that don't notice, and I just found this out from even watching your documentary, because there's in that doc, you see your answering machines from when people used to call, and it's incredible. You, you still have that set up like that? It's no, the, no. Yeah. Uh, it, my sister and her husband now live in the house where I grew up. Okay. And that that was the first joke land and it was in the attic of my mother's house. When I quit music, uh, which was a very wise choice. I quit music when I was 31 and I had no money and nothing to do. So I just threw everything out of my mother's attic and created my space, the first joke land. And then I got the bright idea for, you know, it's a whole long story, but by the time I was done expanding, what you saw was that long piece of wood, maybe, you know, eight inches off the table with the 10 answering machines lined up and the answering machines aren't there, but that long piece of wood is that, that setup is still right there. It's and, there. uh, and it's, you know, it, it was very storybook. It was very, you know, the, the stories about that stupid line, that, that joke line, I really should write an entire book about it. And um, it got so out of hand and so crazy and the whole world knew about it and it's still going right now. And that freaks people out. People say, you know, I used to call you line 20 years ago. I used to call you line 30 years. I used to call you line. And I say, yeah, we'll dial it. And now everybody's got a goddamn cell phone. They take it out. 516-922-9463. Hey, this is Jackie. You know, I love it when you use your finger and they're like, Jesus Christ. They, they feel like they're in a time warp, you know. It's great. It's the same <laughs> stupid, you know. It's I did it last funny. night. I did it while I was doing some research. I dialed the number last night, and I'm like, I wonder if Jackie's like buying the answer machine. <laughs> he has an old school. I'm like picturing him, and like I'm calling him, waking him up, and the jokes were coming on, and I was like, oh my god, it works. <laughs> it's it's. I I have never been able to shut it down, and when I went from my mother's house, then eventually. We had a big computer uh, that an old friend sold me for so cheap, and it literally could handle up to twenty minutes per line. Wow. And the, at at for however many years it was so. If you called five one six nine two two W I N E, there there were nine other phone numbers, so it rolled off. This was busy. It rolled to the next one. If the two were busy, it rolled to the next one, and they were all in this computer. But the way the it, the computer was, if you're talking on the phone, I mean, if you're listening to the jokes, if you hit the number five, it will go to that prompt. 
or if you hit nine, it would go to the net. And they were all a completely different 15 or 20. You could have sat all night and heard different jokes all night on that stupid line. And people told me they spent so many hours just smoking pot and listening to the jokes. You know, like, what's wrong with this guy? And then, you know, we we moved. We started making too much money. And we moved. So we went to five lines in our new uh, office. And then Nancy and I got divorced. And I just, I couldn't tell him to take the line out. Now it's the, it's the second line in my home phone. Like I look over and see the red light flash. Ah, somebody's calling dial show. It's, it's, I'm it's, 75 years old. <laughs> I'm too old for this shit. But it's great fun. It's great fun. You know? I'm going to give you a couple of plugs right now. And everybody watching, this is Jackie Jokeman. And right here, I'm going to put up a screen right here. I want you guys to all, link's going to be down below. Check out Jokeman. You can Google it. You can stream it. It's on Amazon Prime Video. It's on Google Play, Fandango, Fangora, whatever you want to call it, Apple TV. Also, Jackie is on Cameo. You can get a Cameo directed to your, your wife. Your fiance, maybe your mother-in-law, maybe you want to break up with somebody. Let Jackie do the dirty work. All right, I'll put the links for that. All links will be in the description. And 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 check out his books. People don't have alligator arms. Go. Links are there. Check him out. He's he's a blessing to have on the show. I want to thank my members for being here. Debbie Muller, thank you for the super chat. I love you guys. And remember, who loves you, baby? We do. And we'll catch you all later. Hopefully, we have Jackie back again. All right. It's coffee Everybody, I hope you enjoyed today's show as much as I did. Make sure you click on the special box that pops up here and put your comments down below. We always like to hear what you have to say. And don't forget to subscribe and hit the bell to be notified so you don't miss any other episodes. We'll catch you all later. Who loves you, baby? We do. Mwah.